Right, so uh, welcome to the new podcast. Just to be clear, you don't have to look at the cameras, by the way. Just to be clear, I've just basically hijacked you. We've come for a meeting. I thought, just shove, shove you in here. We've got no idea what's going to go on. So, Matty, why don't you just introduce yourself, your name, uh, where you're from, and what you're currently doing in ministry. Brilliant, yeah. I mean, he doesn't even know my name. It's, it's, I was literally walking down the street and he picked me up. Um, so, I'm doing... Uh, my name's Marty McNeely. I'm minister of Ballykeel Presbyterian Church, which is uh, like a house and estate in a place called Ballymena in Northern Ireland, middle of County Antrim. Um, been there 12 years. I'm involved in two other things, which you know uh, brings us into conversation. One is um, I'm convener of a newly established church planting panel for the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. And I'm also um, involved in the Urban Mission Initiative, uh, which is like a collective of, of congregations and activists in their, in their denomination who are involved in working class areas. So Ballymena, do you know Ballymena Baptist then? Yeah, I do, yeah. That's yeah. a big church, right? Relatively speaking, yeah, it is, yeah. Six or seven hundred people. Yeah, 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 they're, they're pretty, pretty big. Because yeah. I think when I came here, they were looking for a pastor. They were. Their name came across my radar. Yeah. Not for me to go or anything, I just heard the name. No. I thought, okay. Yeah, yeah, so they're did, good people. Did somebody yeah. go, did they? Yeah, they've got a pastor, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think actually how I know it is, I think I knew a guy who went out to interview for the right. job. I don't think he got it right. Well, we won't mention no, it. No, no. All right, so Northern Ireland, obviously um, there are some similarities between particularly the schemes of Scotland. I would say definitely in Glasgow and Edinburgh and council estates. In, the, in Northern Ireland, obviously, I would suggest your places are far more dangerous, but um, what's, the, what's the Christian scene like on council estates in Ireland? That's a really good question. Um, essentially, uh, obviously, it, it, you mean Northern Ireland when you talk about Ireland? Aye, Northern Ireland. Well, because there isn't as much, there just isn't... Um, uh, hang on a minute. Say, it's just not... hang on a minute. If I eat this apple, can I eat this apple? It will be quite loud in the background. Right, just for you, John, I'm not going to eat this apple. Right, carry on. <laughs> well, it's actually right. in Genesis chapter 3, not to, you know. True, but I think it was the banana. And uh, in terms of, the, there, are, there are working class um, uh, witnesses, you know, across Ireland, but obviously it would be in the north that uh, more established, you know, evangelical witness exists, and that would would then not be in the perceived Protestant stroke unionist loyalist communities, people call it. Um, that's where we're in. Um, the churches are quite um, mixed uh, in that, mixed in that there, some of them, some of them are doing quite well. Um, they tend to be churches which are heavily um, involved in the communities and, and have local leadership or a strong proportion of people would come from that area, plus also people from outside who see the vision and want to commit to the vision in a particular estate. So we would benefit from that in our church. We would have a lot of local people, a lot of a strong biblical tradition, you know, preaching, teaching and discipleship, but also people who, who don't come from the estate but maybe grew up there or went to school there or know that we are an estate church and, and will have that kind of, just call it like a down-to-earth approach. And they'll be similar to here, like, I mean, Nidri's changing and just walking through the estate, yeah. there's the whole regeneration. But, like, still, there's still a hardcore of people who've been here, families at least, since it opened nearly 200 years ago. You know what I mean? They lived on the estate, their families on the estate, yeah. they died on the estate. I'm assuming there's that same culture. Very much so. And Well, 
you talk about 200 years, but obviously, yeah, I mean, like our church is 45 years old, and our yeah. church was built when the estate was built. Right, yeah, okay. And I think a lot of churches like ours are the same. There's some of them, I would say quite a few aren't doing as well, uh, because people used to have an expression, I was told when I first went to my church, that um, people had an expression that they would get saved and get out. You know, yeah, yeah. That, social you, lift, we call yeah, it. Yeah, social lift, yeah. And, and, and I think there has been a degree of, of that. I think other churches literally are 200 years old or 150 mm. years old, and they're in older Victorian working class yeah, parts yeah. of Belfast or um, other towns. And, and those churches actually are struggling more because their congregations have really shrunk. And I don't think people appreciate the scale to which the evangelical church in Northern Ireland is really... Um, really losing ground and I, I, I'm reluctant to say that but it's true because um, you've got you would have very similar to some parts of America you still have a not not huge but at certain age level you would have a still a cultural Christianity right to some yeah. degree or another so I would maintain that's 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 fast disappearing and probably um, it is um, in the under 30 bracket right I mean it's, yeah it's going but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't um, I don't want to get in trouble cause I love my church I, I no. wouldn't I don't want to take like a an extreme line on it but I, I think it's really fast disappearing and um, in many ways it's good because it actually means that the church has to be the church it's not yeah. just a nominal or cultural Christianity it's it, it has to become a lot more distinct clear about discipleship and 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 what the word of God looks like in the 21st century so Brexit. Mm. So just to be clear, um, I'm only up on our. I can know. So I mean, I'm an Irishman. I'm from Donegal, as you know. We're my probably related. My dad, probably. Uh, my dad's a Scot, so right. Paisley originally. The only thing English about me is my accent. But um, I, I openly tell everybody I voted for uh, for SNP. I voted for Scotland to leave the union. Yeah. I voted consistently. I think for the UK to leave Europe. Yeah. For the same reasons, but there's a huge, as everybody knows, a mess going on because we've got a lot of viewers, by the way, in Australia, and, and yeah. so they just won't understand. We don't even understand what's going on. But one of the big issues with Northern Irish people, or at least the politicians that are in Parliament, is um, what affects would Brexit have on the peace currently? What's your take on that? Because some are saying, you're just scaremongering, everything will be fine, and others are going, hang on a minute, if Ireland, Northern Ireland don't get a good deal out of this, this could cause real tensions. So if, if essentially there are two issues. Um, one is, um, I think it's fair to say, most people in Northern Ireland, both Protestant, Catholic, Unionist or Nationalist, most people, generally don't want what we call a hard border. Like they don't want a real clear demarcation line between Britain and Europe or Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland because we obviously went through a period of... As of old, right? <laughs> yeah, no, we went, yeah, we, we, we went through a dreadful period of political violence. We don't want to go back to that. And obviously if a physical border was resurrected somehow on the back of Brexit, that, that would probably provoke a reaction. Um, and, and nobody wants that. And for the last sort of... 20 years we've had this increasing um some people doubt it but it it is a peace process in which there's been a, a de-escalation of military um installations and and a military presence so yeah. northern ireland has been a much nicer place to live in many ways but um those deeper issues of identity are you british 
are Irish, you know, those are still massive issues. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, th that's the context in which I work. Yeah. And I'm very sensitive about what I say and how I say it because yeah, yeah. I don't want the gospel to be compromised by aligning with one position or another, whether that's whether I'm British or Irish or whether it's yeah. I'm European or not European, yeah, yeah. you know. So uh, although I can see arguments on both sides of the Brexit debate. Um, see, we in our church, I don't talk politics. I don't do it. No. People vote according to their conscience. Yes. And the pulpit's not the place for it, in my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. I mean, I think... I think I think you, you could speak in the society, speak into culture, speak into politics, but without taking a partisan line. Yeah, we tend not to speak into politics really here. Yeah. Just for <laughs> very similar reasons. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, we have to be clear on the gospel and on what um, salvation looks like um, in my soul and my family's soul uh, in, in the life of our church community. And sometimes people become more uh, sidetracked by the political debate but, and more impassioned but, about it. But is there a... So there seems to be... Here's how it goes in, in the UK. I, I, I think Scotland people are largely ambivalent, to be honest, right? About Brexit? Yeah. They just want to be out of the, the UK. Um, I think the north of England, which has just been left to ruin yeah. for years, yeah. is, is leave. But it's London. What would we say be London? Sure. That are like, yeah. they want to stay, etc. I mean, I'm generalising, um, but what's the? Is there no clear majority of where the Northern Irish people want to be out or in? Or oh, is good it... question. Yeah. No, I think in our estate, it's Brexit. Yeah. In our estate, and you, they would be largely unionist estate. Yeah, yeah. Which is fascinating, right? Yeah, very Protestant, very British. Because they want to be estate. in the union, but. They, they want to be in the union with with the rest of England, Scotland, yeah. Wales. Uh, they uh, but they're voting. Uh, they've, I think most people around me voted Brexit, which is the flip side here. So the SNP want to be out of the union, but they want to be in Europe, which is weird. It's just absolutely bizarre, right? And what, what's also weird, actually, is I spent the weekend talking to guys in the uh, in the Free Church and um, real theological brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. I just have so much in common with them, but um, I met some of them, and they were clear SNP. And when I talk to people back home, that, that fries their circuit board. They can't, you know, they, mm -hmm. they can't correlate that. But mm -hmm. strangely, I will say this, in the Republic of Ireland, where we are being encouraged by gospel growth in some places, mm -hmm. you know, those Christians just haven't got the political baggage that we yeah. have in the North. And I, in many ways, it's quite liberating for them. They just scratch yeah. their head. No, I know. We find it with the, some American people that come and do missions here with us or... I've got a handful of American interns and in one church planter currently, and they just waltz in here with no inhibitions. Yeah, and they yeah, seem to do better yeah, yeah, because yeah. people just... We've experienced the same with Americans, but then, of course, when you and I go to America, yeah. we can see problems that maybe they can't see. Yeah, yeah, and when they come to us, they can see them, right? Yeah. Tell me, um, what's the difference between your Presbyterian denomination and the Free Church? Which, which Free Church? Free the, Presbyterians or the Free Church Scotland? Derek's lot. What are they? Derek's lot. They're a free church of Scotland. Are they? Yeah. I just know them as the FCs. The FCs, yeah. Did Neil McMillan once wrote me a graph to explain me all of these Did things. Did he? It's like this and the We Free and the We Free Continuing and da 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 da. ARPs and. Can you Instagram that to me or something, can you? I got confused. It's about 700 boxes, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. We, we'd be something like that. Well, we're. The Presbyterian Church in Ireland are uh, probably the biggest mainstream Protestant denomination in the, in the Northern Ireland and, okay. and 
Um, and would be evangelical all yeah, the way. Yeah, mainstream evangelical. So probably. So it wouldn't be like the Church of Scotland here. Well, some of them would be, but um, we were part. Uh, we were. They, we would have regarded them as our mother church. And last couple of general assemblies we've had, we've uh, formally broken the link. So you're uh, not the Church them. of Ireland. No, that's Anglican. No, we're not the Church of Ireland. This is what you see what I'm saying. Then we're you've got not the, the Church. Then you've got, Anglican, a, then you've got Episcopalian, right? Yeah, which is also Anglican. It's the Scottish yeah. Anglicans. Yeah. And then you've got, I can't believe it's not Presbyterian, Presbyterian. And you've got free Presbyterian continuing. So and, what, yeah. all joking aside, because um, I didn't really have any experience of Presbyterianism until I came to Scotland. Because yeah. it's not, not so hemmed in, in yeah. where I was in the UK when I got saved on the streets, right? Um, do, you do you think it's harmful for the gospel, all these, I'm not just talking about Presbyterians, it's all these splinter groups and people like, who the heck do you choose? Well, that's, yeah, yeah, it is. How, mean, would, how do people know? Like, well, I'm free, I'm free church this, or I'm a Presbyterian this, and this, and this. Yeah. How, how do people know in Ireland? Because What's our, good or bad? Yeah, that's a, that, that's a really good question. Like, because our um, denominations are so rooted in how Protestants came to be in Ireland in the first place, um, over against the native Catholics, your affiliation to your local denomination, you know, is, is like generations of your family have been part of, say, a church, and um, and they're not going to leave that church. It's like a, it's like a, um, it's like your identity. So uh, hang on a minute. If you hear noises, by the way, outside, our church services are about to start soon, and people will be milling outside. So don't worry about it. Keep going. Yeah. So. Um, Church affiliation in, in Ireland uh, relates very much to your family identity. And, you, you know, if your family have farmed in the land, like it's very rural. Yeah. Uh, they've been part of like the church and the graveyard and the local orange hall and all of that. It's, it's, it's part of people's identity from years and years and years. Yeah. Am I messing about, am I? I don't want to really get into the Catholic and Protestant thing. And I'll tell you why, because it just puts us both in situations um, that we don't want to get into. But um, so here, so I, I don't. Well, here's the rule we have in, in our church, Nidri. You know, we are theologically conservative Baptist church with Presbyterian members. Don't even ask me why. That's what I've inherited. Um, I never preach against any church. I never mention any churches by name or denominations. Um, certainly not the Church of Scotland or the Catholic Church or anything. I know other guys in the reform world. We love to have a go. We'll hammer that. Yeah, um, it's pointless. Yeah. And, and obviously, because I'm in a mixed area here, yeah. it's not clear. The yeah. line. It used to be clear, the, the Protestant kids' school and the yeah. Catholic kids' school, but then, I don't know when it was. I've been here 12 years. It was a few years in, I think they knocked them both down, and now they, 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 yeah. this one school, which is, I think is far better, right? But um, So we're going that way in Northern Ireland. Yeah. So I'm, one of my questions is, do, have you got, could a Presbyterian church plant in a staunch Catholic council estate? You know, I think if you read the Bible, the answer is yes. And so... No, biblically they can, but I mean... Yeah. Well, so the what, question what then is, to what extent are we reading the Bible yeah. that way? Like, to what extent are we reading uh, 1 Corinthians 9, the Greeks are Greek, the Jews are Jew, all things to all men. To what extent are we reading Ephesians 2 about, you know, divide and war coming down, peace by the blood of Christ? Um, to what extent are we reading, you know, Galatians 3, where Paul talks about being justified by faith and in a relationship with the Father. He talks about, you know, never Greek, nor slave. But I'm not talking about that. I'm yeah. talking about 
let's say if somebody believes that and it's great and you're going to move your little family onto mm, a, mm. A, an estate and set up a nice Presbyterian church. I'm saying how would that be taken by the locals? That's my question. You understand what that, I'm saying? How I, hard well, is it to do that? And vice versa, you know, vice versa. Very few people have done it because I think... Because its religion is so tied to the politics. Yeah, that, so tied to the politics. Even the, for the younger generation? Yes. Wow, okay. Yes, yes, very much. And a lot of it's tied to schools and, and where people go to school, where they send their kids to school and uh, their affiliation to, you know, their local uh, sports clubs, schools. Look, it has to be said in, in a, in a, on the Catholic side, those are very, although the, the power of the Catholic Church is radically diminished, the um, psychological, kind of spiritual, cultural, social strength of Catholicism on the ground still is very parish oriented. It's uh, rooted in the GAA, Gaelic Athletic Association, uh, you know, this sporting organisation that okay. kind of holds the parishes together. They play Gaelic football, play hurling. Irish language is important in certain areas. So, so they're a very definitive cultural, um, you know, badges, um, which um, would be very difficult for your average, you know, Christian evangelical Protestant family to to migrate across into. Well, difficult if you want to make it difficult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, I'm reading the Bible. I'm thinking, well, you well, know, Paul was a Jew of Jews, right? Go to the Gentiles. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's a pretty big jump. It's a massive jump, and I, I, for me personally, so uh, I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying. Well, I'm what asking a question. What, what level of hostility would there be? Yeah, uh, um, that's a, such a good question. I, and I'm going to be really careful what I say. I personally think wherever you do gospel work, you're going to have to take up your cross. There's going to be suffering. I think I would want to say to my people that they might be surprised at how well they would be received if they were prepared to genuinely love uh, people in the other community, you know, for the sake of the gospel. I think in a genuinely incarnational way, like where they really got involved um, in, in like a holistic Christianity where people were fed, people, neighbours were loved, and people talked about peace and reconciliation in a genuine biblical way, I think they would be probably better received than, than we realise. Remember when we first came here and um, obviously it's a staunch SNP, staunchly anti-English, yeah, staunchly. Yeah. Um, and I sound English. I grew up in Cairn, right? So yeah. I was in Cairn, Belfast, until I was seven. And at the Troubles in 79, we were all shipped to England. Yeah. Hence why I speak. Um, and it, the, the first year was wild. Yeah. Around here, I can tell you that for nothing, you know. Guys were... You went around the other years, right, John? Guys coming in the service of the balaclavas and iron bars and setting members' cars on fire and beating them up. I mean, it was... It's not like it's, it's Disneyland today. And so it was... Yeah. It, it was pretty hard, but once we got past all that nonsense and people knew we were here to stay and we moved in the community and we were around, you know, 12 years in, that those days are, are long gone. But it was a slog with two young kids just off the mission field from Brazil. But it can be done, but it's just hard, right? Yeah, I, I agree. But we I didn't agree. make it. I didn't make any... Well, I didn't say, you know, very few people say to me, are you, are you Protestant? Yeah, or whatever, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, so I think people work with people and... I think it just takes a very, very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, 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 it pays off. It does. It does, yeah. I do find the hardest people to ev uh, evangelise sometimes are Catholics. Though. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I also well, think... Well, it's the same as... Well, actually, let me clarify that. Uh, do you not think materialistic middle-class Protestants are pretty difficult to reach? Yeah. They are. I was about to say that. 
religious people of any affiliation I find very difficult. Very difficult. Because they're yeah. so wedded to yeah. their... Yeah. Or even, even liberal Protestants who think that they know what they're rejecting. They've never really oh, encountered. Yeah. So again, Our biggest nominal. opposition to 20 schemes is from the liberal state church. Mainstream nominal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're on their knees. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, we won't go too far down that route because no. that, that gets controversial. I don't want to get either uh, into trouble. Um, do you think something like 20 schemes would work in Northern Ireland? Yeah. So we've, our Urban Mission Initiative um, has, we've sent a couple of teams over your weekend and watching very closely what you're doing. Um, we uh, see so many parallels between our culture, our existence. Even, I mean, even, even actually, I, I joke about this, it's absolutely true, where I live and work, the kids speak with an accent, which is nearly as Scottish as, uh. you know, the <laughs> Scottish. Um, so on our, our scheme, our estate would be very, sim very similar around here. Right? And we're also being gentrified with 200 new homes being built behind the church. So um, things are changing. Um, there are a lot of opportunities for 20 schemes in the north of Ireland, for sure, um, there are guys who really need help, and I think I think for us, twenty schemes is a real blessing because you're putting out resources uh, which are biblical, but in a language that people understand and speak mm -hmm. on the ground. Right. And uh, I've even had guys in my state read your your first book and be completely blown away. But getting, I, in many ways, I actually don't struggle with seeing people converted. I struggle with discipleship. And it's exactly, it's exactly the, number one the problem. same stuff, drugs church commitment within the context of broken relationships. Mental health. Mental health, family unity. It's massive, right? Oh, you know, and do you know, if I had a real prayer answer, do you know what I would love? And I've tried so hard at this, just trying to get like a football team off the ground or working with lads. Like I, I'm a generalist, so I, I do a little bit of everything I preach. Yep. But social work, a lot of educational work with the local school, which is great. Uh, pensioners work, hospital visitation, I do all of that. I would love to just specialise um, in leadership development, mm -hmm. especially through sport or peer mentoring young lads. So I do have some young lads who, um, and again, I've been there 12 years now, so it's taken me so long to get to a position where young lads maybe in their 20s are coming up to me now and saying, we want to read the Bible with you. So it just takes that long. Um, How is your denomination doing in attra attracting a new generation of ministers? Is it struggling like every other denomination seems to be? No, we're, we do have a lot of vacancies. So a lot of what I would call more nominal rural churches or maybe um, they're vacant. They've had maybe a minister a long time. He's retired and they're struggling to get someone to, to come in in more rural areas. But um, we are getting, I think uh, there seems to be a generation of young guys coming through now who, who are really committed and are um, probably more able to negotiate like the, we talk about emotional intelligence yeah. and kind of cultural intelligence, I think I think it seems to be um, theological um, disposition of our, our seminary, our, our main school, Union College, seems to be pretty strong at the minute. And we want to, I mean, my passion would be to um, combine that theological uh, strength with uh, a passion for church planting and going into new places. And that obviously requires resources and it requires a political will. You know, on paper, a Presbyterian system with its presbyteries and its levels of accountability should actually be able to deliver that. But in practice, because of the slow nature in which Presbyterian churches work, it can be difficult. Now, more independent churches can um, take initiative quicker, but the danger with that is because the support structure of the wider network's not there, they tend to kind of spark up and die down. 
So we've had that maybe some Catholic areas and some you know other areas across Northern Ireland and, and the whole of Ireland. So I would argue that um, networks are, are critical going forward, whether they are formal church denominational networks or twenty scheme style networks. So I'm doing the church in hard places at the moment with Acts Twenty Nine and, and yourselves, and that's fantastic for me because you know I'm talking to people who are in a similar situation to myself, same problems, um, and you're able to pray for them and encourage them and. Um, access resources which you can share at a local level. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um, paramilitaries, so ex-paramilitaries, we yeah. seem to get a lot over here. So I think what happens is some of them get sent... What do you mean you get a lot of here? They get sent over here? Yeah, we get a lot of guys who right. are both sides. Right. All tattered up, all got yeah. all the thing. Come out of it, made professions of faith, yeah. haven't been able to make it work for... I, I, I don't get into the questions of who asked them to leave or how they were asked to leave. But we do find a mix here quite a lot. You get that... A mix in what way? In a mix of in guys. If, no, team. like they were, the, the, some would be ex IRA guys, yeah, some would yeah, be ex yeah, yeah. UDA or whatever. I mean, and they've been in, worshipped in our church and we've got a few here. It was interesting, our last weekend there, a couple of guys yeah, met. I saw Did you that. see the tattoo? Yeah, I thought it was tattoo. amazing. Yeah, amazing. So I want to see that more. Do you um, I want my, my question is, um, do you see that a lot in. No, you don't see it a lot. You do see it. Um, you definitely see it probably sometimes more Pentecostal churches. Is it just safer it? over here then for these guys? Yeah, it's, more, it's far safer over here. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, like your Celtic Rangers thing, which is obviously exactly the same back home, but I yeah. think I think it's pretty better here too in many ways. But if you, I mean, if you're asking me about paramilitaries, uh, I would say... Um, yeah, converted we, ones, I mean. So. Sorry? It's converted ex-guy, you yeah, know. Yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. it, does, it doesn't, seems to be on nearly every scheme we run into some. You will do, yeah. And back home would be the same. Pretty much most people, certainly like we have men... Um, definitely when they've got the tattoos from when they were teenagers. Yeah. Um, the generation at the minute who are, are being, have yet to be reached or I'm trying to reach, mm -hmm. um, obviously they may have an affiliation with a flute band or um, certain flute bands or a certain football team or whatever, but um, it tends to be more drugs oriented at the minute and everybody... Everybody knows that it's a matter of public record, and obviously drugs are a huge issue where, where yeah, in yeah, my yeah. town where I live and work, and that's that's the issue at the moment. Like I went on an orange march once. Did you? Not on purpose. It was an accident, wasn't it? Yeah, I was visiting my. Um... <laughs> no, it wasn't. That truly was. <laughs> so I was just out of jail. I got in touch with my birth mother. Right. Went back to Rafur. And I didn't realise it's the only orange march in Ross Nyla, I think. It in Ross Nyla, County Donegal. Yeah, so my mum's family are all from that part of Donegal. And so yeah. my, one of my uncles or something to say, oh, we're going to go up the beach and see this thing. And I went there yeah. and it was just this. Yeah. In fact, it was, it was before I was a converted. And, you, and what I just did saw you all think? these big... What did you think? You just I didn't know what was going on. I thought yeah, it was yeah. like all these big flags and yeah, ones with Jesus are, saves. Those are like two a penny, like at and certain they, times. And then they march through and they march through the thing and um, I'm like... The heck is this all about? And then that like, one night I went for a drink in a little pub, and it's quite obvious that I was being stared at by certain individuals. You know, English accents, short haircut. I was with my mother's husband at the time, um, and so I could feel tension in the room. Yeah, 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 and it was just like, so just to be clear, because you know, I mean, I'm from the Republic, but I and I left the, when the Troubles were like '79. Yeah. Well, we moved, so I didn't know anything about it. So it was quite, it's quite a heavy experience. Yeah. Well, you know, what people don't understand is a lot of middle class people in Northern Ireland just don't like the orange or they don't like that culture, and they hold their noses up at it. 
um, where I live and work, it's reality. And um, yeah, you have a choice. Same from a gospel point of view, like based on one Corinthians nine. What do you do? Do you hold your nose up, or do you actually say, you know what? These, these, these some really sweet guys here who love Christ. Some of them really love Christ, and you want to encourage them and support them. And uh, you don't necessarily want to get totally involved with their culture or condone everything that happens in the politics of, of your local community. But you, Do they still you, have the big bonfires? And yeah, massive, massive. So those, I've been involved you know, in local um, uh, committees and working with local statutory agencies trying to make sure that those are as peaceful as they can be. And that's not easy. Mm. You know, and, I, and again, I'm not completely committed to being involved in that because... If you could be so involved in that kind of stuff that uh, it's a distraction from gospel ministry, but then on the other hand, you say to yourself, well, for the sake of Jesus, like, I have to build bridges here. And we have to seek the welfare of the city. You know, would, 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 just for the benefit of our viewers, who mostly see new information, mm. would Catholics have a an equivalent, equivalent match? No. Um, they... Um, they had marches during the 1970s, 1980s, um, representing their political um, concerns about the British state and how the British state were involved in nationalist parts of Northern Ireland. Um, Anti-internment marches, they called them. Um, but they turned them into festivals, which was actually culturally really clever thing mm. to do. And um, there's a thing called the West Belfast Fela Festival. And, it's huge. I mean, they attract like massive mainstream acts now to it. Tens of thousands of people go to it. It's very clever. So it's much more poetic, um, sporting, dramatic, cultural uh, representation of their communities, much of it working class. Whereas in my community, it would be militaristic. It would be parades. It would be um, orange order marches, fleet band marches. So it's a very different kind of cultural expression. Yeah, which you wouldn't much see. Much more conservative. Yeah, you wouldn't see any of the stuff here, really. Well, you would if you went to Glasgow. Would you? All oh, right. Yeah. yeah, you would. Or even Fife. What, the marches? Yeah, you would. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. There, there you I've go. Seen that, there's my ignorance then. So, yeah, 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 I, yeah well, yeah. I haven't seen any in my time in Edinburgh. Uh, yeah, well, there have been the odd few in Edinburgh. Okay. Yeah, but again, I think the Scottish. It's certainly not on the media that. Of, of, no. They're not like you would see it like. The Northern Ireland ones all over the telly all the time. Well, certainly uh, some people have described it as a kind of secret shame of, uh, of Scottish society, you know, that yeah. uh, they try and ignore it. But, I mean, there are many, many You marches. definitely see their clear Ranger Celtic yeah. Hearts Hibs device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I talk to people on the ground, like I was talking to someone this week about even Hearts Hibs, like it's vicious. Oh, it can be. But we have both yeah. sets of fans. Yeah. In, and some of our guys, planters are staunch Rangers and some are staunch Celtic. Yeah, and I like it, and I'm. That's sure. amazing. It's great, so right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't get that back home. Right. I would long for the church yeah. where you would get. That. So I've got a guy who's a staunch Rangers, and I won't say where he is. He's in a staunch Catholic area planting a church. He's doing well. Praise but Jesus. I say to him, you yeah. just don't. I mean, I used to say to my guys, you don't wear the colours. Well, the question is, would he stop supporting Rangers for the sake of the gospel? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, he'd probably say he would. Mm, I, mm, we'll see. But, I mean, the thing is, they're all tattooed up, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But they all get yeah. together, my boys, and so it's, it's very, you know, we've got... Yeah. One of my guys is the chaplain at Hearts. Right, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. You know, other guys yeah, are yeah. on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. To that would be completely opposite to that, but we're planting churches in poor communities, and the Lord's well, working, the right? Yeah, and, and, yeah, I mean, people are, people are uh, sinful, and, and, and sin manifests itself in division in so many ways, and yeah, you can yeah, either yeah. let that kind of thing, like, I, I do love football. Um, Just to be clear, I follow St. Jonathan in Scotland. Do you, mate? Because... You're pleading the fifth there. 
well, because my dad's near from where they're, right. around that team. Right. And also then, no one cares because we're crap. Well, like, I think, <laughs> I'm a big believer, like, you, I think you should support your local team yeah. wherever you live. Yeah. And it doesn't matter the political I used to follow Hearts when I first came. There's right. a Hearts fan who took me to all the games. At that point, they had a Lithuanian owner. Remember that, John? That's right, that's right. And every player was Lithuanian. I got fed up with just sitting there listening to it, and they were awful. So yeah, I went yeah. for a year, and then... That was it. No, I've been to have a couple of hips. Have you surfed? I did, a, I did a little in my 20s. But I surfed. That's, that's, yeah, I'm that's not a good swimmer. You, the, the great thing about surfing is you can either be a Protestant or a Catholic. Look at him. He's got, he's got surfing. I knew we'd get surfing in somewhere. A cheeky yeah, bit of surfing. Yeah. Um, how long are we going, John? Oh, boy. Well, I'm going I'm to give it a wrap-up. So what, what... If you could put a set of people, what's Northern Ireland's greatest spiritual need... In their council estates right now, what would you say? Well, I would say, like, my heart is to see uh, people from uh, working class Catholic, working class Protestant backgrounds um, united in Christ. That would be amazing. Um, second to that, um, my big passion is to see um, use Presby language, you know, covenant family, you know, where men stay loyal to their wives. They get married, stay loyal to their woman, model a gospel around the kitchen table as well as in the church like that. I would, Amen. that for me, I, my heart was broken. Like listening to the lads last, um, you know, Big Ian from Middlesbrough and, and, and listening to some of your boys talking a previous weekend here and they just talked about just the need for father figures. And um, that, that's, that's a huge burden for me. And it breaks my heart as a minister that I'm not able to exercise as much time specializing, you know, in that, because that, that to me is key. Um, so, and I think thirdly, it would be great if mainstream Christians in, with resources um, had a real burden for and a heart for um, working class estates and, and, and the gospel generally throughout the whole of the island of Ireland. That would be amazing. Okay, let me leave you one, 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 one issue then before we go. And we'll call it a day, John, because I can hear them all singing. Um, if we were to put on um, like an international... WWE Smackdown yeah. event for Baptists and for Presbyterians. We'd win. Who's your four Presbys? Uh, who's my four Presbys? Like, oh, we're talking about, I think you've got to talk Legan Duncan. Like, he's a big unit. He is a big unit. Yeah, he's pretty big. I think he dislocated a hip on the way do you, down. Do you think so? But that's your, that's you, yeah, yeah, you I choose think, your well, man. Kevin DeYoung does a lot of running. I don't know him, but I think he, people say he's fit. Um, Gosh, yeah. So you got yeah. Ligon. Well, Sinclair, you got Sinclair. I think wow. he's... Okay, I mean, you're going old, old school. Old school, yeah, but experience. Okay, so you've got Sinclair, Lig, Kevin DeYoung. I don't think Keller. Keller, he's too, too urban. He'd want to find a third him. way. He'd wanna... he, he, probably, he probably would. He probably would. Yeah, well, so we've got all that back home, Dave Clawson. I reckon Dave Clawson, he's got a bit of weight to throw around. He'd be all right. So that's your, that's your team? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll probably have to go... Think about it, mate. I mean, no, that's it. You've I should play four a bit of rugby. I'll, be, I'll put myself forward. That's five. You're going to have four. Well, I maybe take Sinclair out. I'll stand in. I'm prepared to fight for my Okay, so I'm going to go with, obviously, Mark Dever. Well, I thought you would say that. His head alone it's, will crush you all. Yeah, it probably would, actually. Um, who else would I go for? Either some independence as well, because, you know. No, you said Baptist, mate. Yeah, okay. Well, John Piper... Well, he'd certainly shout from the sidelines. He would cheer you on. He would that. levitate across. <laughs> he'd find it all joy, whatever it was. 
He's small as well. That's right, the problem. Right. You've got quite a big team there. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, if you have Sinclair lads. and Lincoln okay. there, and you're kind of, they're like sucking the I got board. a guy called Robbie Gallaty that you don't right, know. Right, He's a right. big lad, ex-gangster drug right. user. Pastor's a big church in America now. He's a good lad. Like, write some good books on discipleship. Right, okay. So he's, he's, he's your winner. He's all right. And oh, I'd, I'd go for myself. Would you? Because I'm dirty. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were dirty. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be I'd be rough. <laughs> I mean, I would be rough. You'd have to wear boxes. Absolutely. I think we'd take you. Do you? Yeah. I, who, uh, do, well, who do you think would be last man standing? Last man standing? <sighs> That's a great question. I mean... This is important stuff. Our, our, our listener, our one listener like to know this. I think Big Leg. Do you? No. I think Piper. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. He's like a little Yoda, isn't he? He, yeah, yeah. I think he's got a few sneaky Didn't he write that book, though? Brothers, We Are Not Wrestlers? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think yeah. he would have a little bit of zen about it. I don't him. know. I, yeah, I once saw him walking down the street in Glasgow, actually, and he was, like, he was so focused. Like, the way he walked down the street, he was pretty intimidating. He's, he's, he's a little geek. He was with us recently. Was he? I think he. I think Here, he'd be. I forgot. We can put Getty on the team. Sweaty Getty, Keith Getty. He's a big enough lad. Which is size he on? He's though? Presbyterian. But he was. He in, is a Presbyterian. Is he though? He was yeah, in a Baptist is. church for years, yeah, wasn't no, he? Was, but that, yeah, no, no, he's one of us. He is one of us. Sweaty Getty. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell him I said that. <laughs> he's still got to watch it. Right, brilliant. There you've got. We've got it all. Look at that. Politics, religion, Brexit, I'm, surfing. I'm probably going to get a sack. And then we end with a WWE Smackdown. Come on, John, where else do you get this on a podcast? On a Sunday morning. Yeah. Praise the Lord, bro. Thanks for asking, yeah, thanks, answering man. those questions. Over and out, baby.